So I guess we should do a little bit of uh, banter first and foremost. Just right? a dash. Just a dash of banter. Just a little splash. You know, for the for the folks at home. Yeah, for the listeners. Um, yeah, our listeners. Of course. Um. um do so, you have any have anything on your mind? Do I have what anything have on my lately? mind? How, what have I been doing? What have I been doing lately? You know, I have been just, you know, focusing on self improvement. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love that. Getting myself together. You know what yeah. I mean? So I can have a nice, yeah, a nice life. Yeah. What about you, Thorin? How have you been lately? What have you been up um, to? I have been either working or uh, playing Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Because, uh, you know, that just came out on November 18th. Yeah. I So I got, I got it that night. I got it the night of the 18th. So, like, the, the midnight release. Um, and I have... My Switch says I've already put in 95 hours. Damn. Um, so I think that's... I think it's good to say... I think it's safe to say that I'm having a lot of fun. Oh, for sure. That's yeah. amazing. We always um, love it when we have something to have fun with. And also, and I don't mean to brag, try not to brag here, um, and to people who don't know anything about Pokemon, this will be insignificant, I have caught uh, 14 shiny Pokemon. Oh, damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Major flex. Major flex. Major <gasps> flex. The drippiest of the podcast. <laughs> the drippiest podcast member is officially Thorin. Officially. Okay. <clears throat> So, hola. And welcome. Me llamo Thorin George. My name is Raven Walker. Y este es Modular. The podcast where we take you through the modules written by Wizards of the Coast for the 5th edition of Dungeons and Dragons. Así es, Raven. Estas son las aventuras preescritas pre creados por la gente que creo de y de. No los escribamos nosotros, pero estamos aquí para ejecutarlos por usted. And why would we do that? Mm, tal vez usted es un Dungeon Master que está pensando en ejecutar una campaña en particular y quiere tener una idea cómo se <laughs> desarrolla. Tal vez eres un jugador que... Ya ha estado es en esta campaña y quiere recordar los viejos tiempos. Tal vez uh, quieres practicar tu español así que usaste Google Translate para hacer tu <laughs> tus reacciones antes de comenzar a grabar. But y'all should be warned. Each of our episodes will take on a part of these pre-written adventures. That means there are major spoilers for the key plot points of each story that we are running. And right now we are running The Rise of Tiamat. So if you don't want any spoilers, you should leave now. Y hay otra advertencia que debemos ofrecerles. That's right, Thorin. Modular is not a podcast for children. It contains explicit language as well as adult themes like sex, alcohol, drug use, violence, and you know, a little belly ache. So a please be aware of these not-so-kid-friendly themes. 
Ahora sin... <laughs> Ahora sin más preámbulos, bienvenidos a Modular. And our session 30 of the rise of Tiamat. It's a modular pod, it's a modular pod, little D&D for you and me, oh yeah. So, Annie, you have separated from your friends who you've been traveling with for some time now. Indeed. You saw the limp body of Volteroy within Sally's arms as they began to walk away. As he was oozing. But you have... As he was oozing some kind of disgusting black liquid yes. from this, this gaping wound in his chest. However, you have on your shoulder a person who seems to be your dad. After oh. all this time. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Allegedly. And he said you have to go to Candlekeep, which you know is on the coast, so it's going to be like, oh, geez, at least a couple weeks away before you even get yeah. there. How do you, how do you, what is Annie thinking right now? What, what is your reaction to this? To this, like, shocking, like, revelation? I think it's, it it's complicated, right? Because she is, she's never really met him formally, so to speak, in a capacity yeah. of which she actually remembers who he is. Yeah. Other than what has been explained to her by her mother, but family is important to her. So it's yeah. like friendship and family bonds mean a lot to her. So she finds this to be an important task. Absolutely. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, She's very, cons but she's also like torn in a sense, of course, too, right? Because Voltroy is obviously not well. And yeah, no, he's he's looking fucked up. She, Andy doesn't know about Locke, and there's a lot of things kind of yeah. happening right now. So she's overwhelmed. I can imagine that she would be. Yeah. She doesn't talk much for the first few nights. Just the two of you walking along as much as he can. You head back to town and grab your horses, of course. Or your horse, of course. And a horse is a horse, of course, of course. And you, he's kind of like, you have him in front of you. Because you feel like he would fall off otherwise, but you're still holding the reins, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And on night, I'll say five, he finally, after he eats like, you know, a bowl of soup that you've prepared, he, he finally goes, Damn, Eddie. I think this is the... The best soup I've had in years. I'm glad to see you. I know I left when you were young. So you probably don't remember me, but... The day you were born was the proudest I'd ever been in my life. And I feel like there's... So much to catch up on. So, uh, why don't you tell me about yourself? I, I want to get to know my daughter. I, I mean... What did you know about 
my my mother like did I mean I'm assuming and did she never she never tell you I mean she told me some about you but like I mean we used to we used to run together I would get her you know contracts to kill people and then she'd kill them and you know I'd make some gold on the side selling some illicit things some moonshine some drugs you know Tell my body every once in a while. She wasn't very fond of that, but maybe got some siblings out there. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it all came to a head when when you were born, and I realized, you know, I either, you know, I, I got a responsibility now, and I got to, you know, take care of this, and I just kind of freaked me out, so I left. And for that, I do apologize. This has, like, John Marston vibes, because he leaves, like, right when Jack Jack is born. He's like, yeah. he's like, I'm gonna, I'm, I just can't handle it. Yeah. Um, God, Red Dead Redemption, such a good such an iconic couple game. of games. Such iconic Both games. Both of them. Such good ones. Um, well, uh, I... I ain't asking you to forgive me. Just, you know... Let me have a chance to be in your life, is all. I, I understand. Uh, I mean, I had a I had a great, a great childhood. Um, Mama was was good to me, and you know, I, I had everyone else in the in the crew to keep keep me and be there yeah. for me and. You know your uh, your auntie always did have a crush on me. Your mom was fiercely protective. She almost got me once. She almost did. I came home pissed drunk, and she was she was making herself sound like your mother. And she was like, "Come bed me," and I was like, "Whatever you say, Loretta." You know. And uh, then then your mama came in and caught us both and kicked both our asses, kicked me to the curb for a couple nights. Shoo good times. I mean, that's, that, that does sound like them. They, they tended to, they tended to, you know, argue every now and then. Um, but she took good care of me and I, I don't, I don't talk about her much and. Well, why don't you talk about her now? I, you know, after I left, I don't know how she was. What what do you remember most fondly, I guess? I mean, I think it, it was those the the nights that you know, you sometimes you have a bad dream and you you get really scared of something and even when I was older, I would go to her and I would sleep with her at night and she would hold me. And I don't know if I've ever felt that safe since she died. I don't think anyone's been that safe since she died. It just felt like, you know, nothing bad could happen to me or nothing could go wrong when she was when she was around, but you know. She's not here anymore and 
you know, I, I, the, the painted ladies are no more. We're, we're all gone. And it just wasn't the same without her. Yeah. We couldn't, we couldn't do it. I mean, that's, I mean, I, I'm basically, a, I, I kind of, after that, I, I, you know, cut my ties, cut losses and started traveling for work and now you're here and yeah now i'm here and what brought you to that dragon cave anyway there's a lot going on i'm sure you've heard i'm sure you've heard about the issues and i'll be right honest with you any i've I was prisoner there for quite some time. Do you mind ask me asking why you were in prison there? I was looking after your mama's killer. It was a man by the name of Severin Silrigen. You know him? Yes. I heard he was kept up with this cult. And I... As soon as I heard the news about your mother's passing, I dropped everything I was doing and I went to search for him. It took me a few years, but I finally found him and he bested me. God, he's so strong. But he bested me. And he locked me up and I've been... Shit, what is it? I think... Like... Like at least four years I've been held prisoner with him. They wouldn't let me go because they thought I'd try to attack again, but they wouldn't kill me, and I don't know why. Said they wanted me to be alive when they ended the world as we know it. That someone who dare take on someone as powerful and perfect as Severin should witness firsthand his power of destruction. Now pause, remind me. I remember, I remember the name Severin Silvergen, but which one was he again? He's basically the head cultist. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Classic. Mm. Okay, well, then that's our main assignment, essentially. So, um, I, I don't know how else to put it, but we're the reason I was at that cave, the reason I'm here now and I found you is we've been working to stop the dragon cult. Really? Shit, my own daughter. Take after me too much. You know that stuff's dangerous. You get yourself killed. It's I mean we're we're not we're not succeeding right now by by any means and you don't think so i mean i don't think so i feel like i've let my friends down and you know they what i don't even know where one of them is and the other one is leaking black fluid <laughs> all over the place and i I had to entrust him, and I mean, I trust Sally. I trust her. I really do. But I, I, I don't know about all this other stuff that's happening. And I just, 
It doesn't look like it's going good for us. What were y'all heading to do before you came to that dragon cave? Well, I mean, the goal was to find our friend. We, we, he'd gotten, he'd gotten taken. We had come to locate him and hopefully find, I mean, upon his seeing that he was injured, we'd had to figure out where to take him to get fixed. I Your friend, the one who was bleeding? Yes. Yeah, but how did he, what were you doing? How did you get captured? I guess I should ask. Oh, um. Like, where were you heading? If you don't mind me asking, sorry, I'm just. It's a long story, but essentially, leading up to his capture, we had been in the Misty Forest. We were basically trying to suss out why a bunch of dragon attacks were happening. We semi-resolved the issue when we were heading back to notify individuals that things had been resolved. So are you telling you people were sending you to do these things? I mean, we weren't really... We were more personally asked to go to the Misty Forest. Okay. Well, what else were they sending you to do? I mean, we've done all kinds of stuff. We've sailed along the the Great Ice. We went far, far north. Um, I have faced multiple dragons at this point. Uh, Wow. It's, I, I, I can't even, and I've met so many amazing people along the way and made some really good friends. Um, and some who I thought were good, but they weren't. Yeah, so. Well, I'm sorry you've had to deal with that. You know, it's really such a shame. Because dragons are awe-inspiring. You know, they're beautiful creatures. and It's a shame that so many of them will follow evil deeds, will do and follow evil deeds. Oh, <sighs> sorry, I got a pain in my side. I think I might... Need to lie down. I think I might hit the hay for the night, Annie, but it's been good talking to you, and I hope we can some more. Yeah, me, me too. I know this don't mean much, because I'm basically a stranger, but I love you, Annie. And I've never stopped thinking about you. And he lays down, and he turns away and he falls asleep the next couple of days go by without incident you're walking along and he goes you ever been to candle keep any no actually i i think this is i've never been here oh it's a lovely place uh you'll see when we get there it's this huge fortress built on the cliff sides Right? You get a great view of the ocean. It's... Oh, man. It's all inspiring. 
I remember the first time I went there, I was just traveling and I saw these monks and they were like, well, we seek knowledge, you know, because that's, that's what it's all about. They're seeking knowledge and, and you know, at that point in my life, something clicked for me and I, I wanted to learn more. No, I wanted to seek more knowledge, and so I, I stayed there, and, and I joined their monastic order. I became an avowed of Candlekeep. But then, when I heard of your mother's passing, I went out to look for a killer. It's a shame I didn't get to plunge a dagger in his chest. Well, if it's any consolation, I'm hoping that I'll get that pleasure myself. I hope you do. I hope you do. Hold on, what's this? You see there is a large wooden cart in the middle of the road um, with about ten people standing around. You see this one big, kind of hefty-looking dude steps up and says, Uh, he's a tall checkpoint. Anybody getting to Candle Cape has to buy the towel. Well, uh, how much do you think it is? Or how much is it? Mm, let's say 2,000 gold. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, that takes a lot out of me. No, you're okay. 2,000 gold? <laughs> Shit, I don't think anybody traveling around these parts going to have that. I mean, we could always take your missus there. Uh, have a night with her. Oh, <laughs> no, my friend, you're not going to do that either. You see, he kind of stands tall. Uh, and this is like this tallest he stood the entire time. Now, look. I don't know if you ever heard of no uh, painted ladies. But myself and her, we're trained professional assassins. We kill people who are more rich, more powerful than you, for breakfast. And if you don't let us through, well, I hope you don't got a wife and kids, because they'll be seeing your head on their doorstep. And then we'll be taking care of them, too. And you see this guy's kind of like, Okay, uh, I can bring it down to 50 gold. Look, listen here, fella. I know you're probably not the head honcho, but I'll tell you what. Whoever the boss of this whole operation is, you tell him I kicked the shit out of you. And if you need proof, I rightly will. And you say we just got away. What about, what about my men? They'll see. Well, and just tell them we paid. Right, right, all right. <clears throat> Move the cart. These two are good to pass. You see the cart is moved out of the way. And you and your father able to pass without really any sort of incident. 
you know, if you had run into these people with Locke and Volteroy, you probably would have had a fight on your hands. So. But what a nice change, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you, Annie, but I was bluffing that whole time. It's good that you stood there all stoic, like, because <laughs> I definitely was writing a check my mouth could not pay. I mean, I was impressed. Uh, I mean, to be honest, I had the money to pay off both of us, even if it was 2,000 gold, but that was just, that's just simply ludicrous. Shit, really? I mean, I don't get, I, I don't do anything that is, gets done for free. Let's just say that. Like I said, I'm a paid well, I worker. Got, I don't got nothing to pay you right now. No, you, but I can probably scrounge up some things when we get. To no, you do. You, you you get the the friends and family discount. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Annie. You really grew up to be quite an astonishing person. And as you stop for the night, he sits there, just staring at you intently. Tell me a story about your travels, if you don't mind. Uh, what, what kind of story do you want? How did you first come across this uh, dragon cult? Well, I, I mean, I think that would require, you know, I mean, I think a better question is, is how I came across the people that I'm working with to fight the dragon. Okay. Cult. No, that's a, that's a, that is a good question. How'd you meet them? I mean, we were all kind of commissioned to come together for different reasons. Um, we had all been doing our own respective work in our own areas, um, which led to us being asked to come together to form a small task force, if you will, on smaller trips at first, smaller, smaller targets. And I mean, eventually now we're, I mean, I feel like we're really deep in it. Um, we're not the only people working on this, though. I know we, we joke around like we're <laughs> most important, but uh, we understand we're not the only people. Well, I mean, I'm certain you're the only ones not tied to some form of bureaucracy. You know, bureaucracy is the the nail of civilization uh, that, that, that's, that, that uh, nails the coffin to us, nails the coffin shut. And honestly, I think the world might be a better place without it. I mean, that's one way to think, isn't it? I think, unfortunately, we just have to work with what we got. Um, but yeah, I... We've seen a lot of cultists. We've killed a lot of them. It seems as though... Things are really amping up, though, here recently. Do you know what they're trying to do? I, I remember hearing some name. They would always say, uh, Tiana uh, Trinamacno, Trebid, 
Che, no, uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Do you? You mean the Tiamat? Ah, uh, Tiamat, yeah. Ain't that just a kid's story? Unfortunately, I don't think any of it's kid's stories anymore. I don't know, just... You there's there's so many of them. They're, they're everywhere, it seems, and... They figured out a way to call all the dragons together, and... It was us... How'd they do that? I don't know, it's... Ask, calling a friend to ask, what is that thing called again? The Drakhorn. The Drakhorn. I was about yeah. to say the the Foghorn. Um, <laughs> the Foghorn Leghorn. They, they, uh, it's called the Drakhorn, and basically. Drag-horn. Oh, that sounds. <laughs> it's like a dog whistle for. I don't the, like the sound of it's that. Like, it's like a dog whistle for dragons. <laughs> if you know what I mean. I do. I remember a few months ago, I felt this sort of pressure in the air, like some rumbling that I felt in my body. It, and I mean, it could have been that. It was. It, it had that effect on people. Huh. But. That's kind of where we where we've gotten in. Uh, a lot of our work has been with a man named Leeson. Um, he's associated with an organization known as the Harpers, and um, really, he's been a touch point for a good amount of our work and what we have done. Um, Interesting. So you're saying the Harpers are also trying to stop this dragon cult? I, I mean, there's there's several different people with with motivation well, to end this. I mean, I guess everybody, but... Who wins? No, I mean, like, who who else? Oh, who who else? Um, I mean, there's the Emerald Enclave. There's... Um, in, on the council, there's representatives from all over. Um, the Zentrim, the different groups of... of other factions of people. God, Annie, you're fucking with the Zentarum. Shit. I mean, not not formally. That's crazy stuff. But you know, it's just I, I mean, I think it's the common cause right now, and a cause that we're now aligned with, whether we wanted to be or whether we realized this is what would happen. That does make sense. It's unfortunate, but it makes sense. You know, this is pretty good. Uh, what'd you marinate this chicken in? Oh, that's what my um, that's my uh, that's a homemade blend right there. It's a uh, really yeah, that's uh, a little bit of chili powder. Um, I got it from this this guy that we met on the road. His name was Texas Pete, and he was the goddamn <laughs> best cook that you could you ever met. Um, like I'm, I miss his. He had some good eating. Um, no, Texas Pete was um, one of the butlers 
for. But wasn't he? No, it wasn't Texas. No, Pete. that was um. It wasn't Texas Pete. It wasn't Fuck. Pete. Fuck. What was his name? I want to say Stinky Pete. <laughs> it was something, something like Pete. Something Pete. I forgot his name. The chef that was at the yeah, um that the at the the roadhouse. Road yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the roadhouse. It's a it's a seasoning blend from him. This is real good. <laughs> Man, I hope uh, I think I can taste about twelve different herbs and spices. <laughs> that's that's part of uh, the original recipe. Uh, uh, the <laughs> what'd you say his name was Colonel Pete? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think he said that he he called this uh. Uh, something like KFC. Killing fucking chicken. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's what it stood for. <laughs> that's amazing. You know, shit, with, uh, you get some potatoes, mash them up, get some uh, biscuits, just be a nice little meal for a family. I mean, that's what, it, that's, that's what it's all about. I'm glad I'm sharing this food with you, Annie. You know... And honestly, with you at my side, I feel like my future's looking bright. And he looks up. Those clouds are out there, probably not so much. Maybe we should go find somewhere a little bit drier. It looks like it's about to start raining. And you go and you search. You find a little outcropping of rock that you can huddle together under and you... You're very close together to try and stay dry. And it's just a nice, warm feeling to have your father this close. He looks over at you and he says, You know, I dream about her almost every night. That's what keeps him going. And I dreamed, too, of meeting you someday. And I'm glad I have. And he lays his head on your shoulder. And he's like probably frozen at first. Like, you know, kind of stiff. Yeah. But she she accepts it. She's just sitting there. Hell yeah. The night passes as do the next few days. You're about a week and a half into your journey now. And you can smell a salty breeze upon the air. You smell that any? Those are the trade winds. Getting close to the shore. You're getting close to the coast, at least. You ever been to the coast? I can imagine you have. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh... We definitely made it out there a few times. You're, you're you're telling me you were uh you were in Waterdeep, right? Yeah, that's where we'd been. Yeah. It's been good to have this nice little trip together. This this uh, trip along the road. Uh, it's always nice to have trips along the road with your family, huh? It's been a it's been a long time since I've traveled with a family member. I mean. I've had my friends, but you know, they aren't, they're not my blood, like, 
Yeah, yes, you no, are. For sure, I get you. I get you. Blood is uh, thicker than waters. That's what my pa used to say. Always put your family first. <laughs> I was too selfish and I put myself first. But I hope you can see that I've become a changed man. I, I think it, we, we can con- continue to see how, how things develop. As you continue walking, and it's been it's been raining pretty nonstop this whole time. Maybe a couple breaks here and there, but you see, he sort of just like hops into a puddle and splashes some muddy water everywhere, and then he glances at you, and he bends down, and he throws a chunk of mud in your face. Oh, damn! And he starts running down the road. <laughs> Bro, what the fuck? I start running after him. What, can't catch your old man, Annie? Is he running? Mud too much for you? Is he running too fast? Is he running fast? How fast is he? He's he's running pretty fast, but it's sort of like a like a playful run. Okay. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, have I caught up to him? And... Just as you're about to, you see he has another ball of mud that he throws into your face again. Okay. (laughs) Oh, this never gets old. (laughs) And you see he kind (laughs) of... Oh, Oh, Annie. Uh, You don't look too happy about that. I mean, I wasn't... You don't like... You don't like playing in the mud, any? <laughs> I mean, I really haven't had much time for play in the last little bit, but... Well, why don't we play together? Let's have us a nice little mud fight. Something me and my, me and my brothers used to do all the time. All right. Make the rainy days go by faster. All you gotta do, he bends down and scoops up some mud, is take some mud like this and just... And he throws it right in your face. Do that. (laughs) Okay, I do it. I do it back at him, like, immediately. You two spend the next, I'm gonna say, like, hour just throwing mud at each other, laughing, having a good time, and by the end, you're fucking filthy as shit. And you see the sun is starting to go down, and your dad's just standing there, smiling, eyes closed, looking up at the sky, a beam of, like, the biggest grin you've ever seen across his face. <laughs> you got a lot of... Got a lot of stamina there, kid. Didn't get that from me. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. <coughs> Oh, I'll tell you, Annie, this is the most fun I've had in years. Being trapped in a cell ain't too much fun. <laughs> I, I can't imagine that it is. Uh, you see, he the, the mud uh, comes off of him as he stands in the rain. 
He goes, you want to get cleaned up? I'll go light us a campfire. Yeah, yeah, I'll go get, I'll go get cleaned up. You go, and you just stand in the rain for a while, and you look back, and your dad is sitting there roasting some sausages on the campfire, some nice kielbasa, you can smell it. And Annie, you have a hard exterior and a hard interior, and it, it takes a lot for you to trust someone. But you feel like you can trust him. That this is your dad. And for the first time in a long time, you feel content. The night passes by, as do the next couple of days. It's still raining. Still going hard. There's some sort of storm or something going on around here. And you reach the crest of a hill and on the horizon maybe i don't know 20 miles off thir yeah 20 miles off you see a large fortress just sitting on a cliffside the ocean behind it spires of rock jutting out around this cliff almost in a semicircle and your dad looks at you and he says, That Annie, that's Candlekeep. Modular is Raven Walker as Annie Oakleaf, Jack Dean as Sally Salt. Luke Job as Pancho Sanza, and Thorin George as our DM. The story you heard today, as well as 99% of the characters, were created by Wizards of the Coast and can be found in the module The Rise of Tiamat. Bethany Gray does our gorgeous cover art. Devin Clark is our talented webmaster. Our fantastic music today was written and performed by Max Hedman. You can find Max's music anywhere you listen to music. You can actually follow us on Twitter as well, at ModThePod. Or, if you want to, you can join our private Facebook group at the Modular Podcast Fan Club. Follow us on Instagram at the Modular Podcast. Follow us on TikTok at the Modular Podcast. And make sure to also subscribe to us on YouTube at the Modular Podcast. Today, for our 100th episode, we would like to focus our shout out on someone who is so integral and important to Modular, the podcast. That would be Holly Lyons. Without Holly, we would simply not be able to have this podcast. She puts in so many hours editing for us. She is a supporter of our characters, a supporter of our choices, and I just don't know what we would do without Holly. She's an amazing friend, and each of us here at the podcast appreciate her greatly, and our audience does too. So thank you, Holly. Make sure to listen to us every Tuesday when new episodes come out. But until next time, thank you for listening to Modular. Modular.